What am I supposed to say again? What kind of podcast is this? Bad Play Style is a book club podcast. For video games. For video games. Welcome to Season 3 of Bad Play Style. This is our infinite spoiler warning. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear that Metroid is a girl. Or that Zelda's boy. Yeah, how's that? Yeah. We swears a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like that... You say bad words. You can send corrections to... Badplaystyle at gmail.com Alright, so, hey, uh, this is Bad Playstyle. My name's Matt. I'm Keenan. Hi, I'm Owen. Okay. Uh, we we played Dwarf Fortress this period. It was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Losing is fun. Losing is fun. I didn't lose, though, which was... You didn't play long enough? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it'll That's happen. always been my attitude. It'll happen. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't try hard enough. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't win either. I'm not trying to... <laughs> nah, no one wins. <laughs> I'm not trying to claim victory over Dwarf Fortress. That would be... Foolish. That would be foolish. <laughs> the enemy is That would be foolish and, foolish and ridiculous. So, Owen, you literally, just moments before we started recording, told me that you played more, quote, more Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> so, do you want... Hey, let's just start with Owen. Owen. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What, what's the video games? Where are you at with the video games? With Dwarf Fortress or other games? Like, all, you like played, both? Sir. All of them? Like, talk about it. I mean, I played a ton of Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, shit. We can get we can get into more detail on that further along in the in the time space. I already forgot the name of the game I looked up on my Switch. Let me mash the home button a few times. Yeah, so I'm, I'm talking about my games I've been playing. Yeah, that's buttons. what you're doing. I played a game called Wheels of Aurelia. Whoa, that sounds like Aurelia means truth in Latin, right? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a a game about you. I, I haven't played it much, so like I can't. <laughs> what is? Uh, no. Go it's, ahead. it's a game about going on a road trip in Europe in like the seventies or something like That's that. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's like a really cool. It's setting. weird. Does it's... it does it have a cool art style like water into water tastes like wine or? Um, it kind of looks like you're playing. Um, it's like crossy road level voxely graphics. Okay. okay. Right. Um, and it's just like you driving a car down the highway, and like the car will kind of drive itself and if you want to you can drive into opposing traffic but there's like literally no consequences like you just kind of bounce off and keep going and like your character it's a very like talky like almost like a visual novel okay and the fact that you can drive the car is just like to keep your hands busy keep you doing something um i haven't played a whole lot but like i thought it was really neat i'm glad what was it what was it we played where oh it was um sybil yeah. It's like you do something very tedious while yeah, the yeah, game... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sub- like a, a good... Exposits yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, like, maybe have more to do with your hands than you do in Sybil. Sure. I'm not saying Sybil's, like, the gold standard of that kind of gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> it know? might be for when it came I out. I was just trying to relate it to something I'd already played. Yeah. And that, hopefully... A viewer has played yeah. and will relate to in the conversation it's that we're good. having yeah, with I'd, the viewer. I'd, I'd give Wings of Aurelia a couple Nina Freemans for sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, um, just throw them on the fire. I've been playing. Oh, I've like been playing, been playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, it is a really you got good the DLC, game. right? Yeah, yeah. I bought the DLC. I haven't done most of the DLC. Like one of the DLC things is just like a bunch of fan servicey shit. It yep. adds to the world that you can go collect. And I've been, like, doing that, and it adds, like, some UI features, and I've been doing that. Does, Did it, you make, buy those, does it make you... Zelda's butt jiggle more, or...? Uh, no, it, like, you can go find Majora's Mask oh, and, like, okay. put it on. Did you did you get the, the horse armor? Because when somebody yeah, says... Some, the horse armor's really good. When somebody horse says... When somebody says, okay... <laughs> well, but that would imply that DLC was, like, over. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of true, because we're, like, on to microtransactions. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, um, when somebody says fan service to me, I always instantly imagine that that's, like, some sort of erotica. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Like, so... Yeah. That's your Disney movie, I love fan service. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. Why did you do that? No. Okay, so Pete, uh, people, Owen put his what are those? Joy Cons. No, that's yeah, not the, that. That can't be what they're called. That is what they're called. Oh god. Sorry, man. Um, they're joysticks. He flipped them on backwards on his switch, and <laughs> now so, the screen is facing away. From so him. I can hold it up for them to see while I do the controls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's display mode. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Um, what else did you play on? Uh, I played a bunch of Star Trek Timelines. Yep. <laughs> that game was sweet. And we did jump back into some PUBG. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it 
Um, our, 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 it turns out that our friend Sean is not the social glue that makes us play PUBG. Um, I'm, I'm putting my hand up and wiggling it in a kind of gesture. That's what you've been playing less. Like, I get home from work when, if I don't have something to be doing after work, yeah. like, I'm booting up PUBG. Owen's like, yo, PUBG, and I'm like, yo, yeah. I could play a game with a person today. That sounds yeah. great. Um, and I had my first, like, catastrophic physics glitch in PUBG <laughs> where Keenan and I were driving a minibus and a pickup truck crashed into us and the pickup truck took off like a rocket engine fired when this happened and threw our minibus like 400 feet. Like a quarter mile. Yeah. Like, like it was a solid distance. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, PUBG's been good. Timelines has been good. I got silly characters in timelines. It's good. It's a good time. Am I next or are you? Good time. Lines. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nah, I'll go. Okay. I don't really have much to say, um, because I've been playing Pillars of Eternity and a Dwarf Fortress, and those are the only things of note <laughs> that I've been playing, but I've been playing lots of both of those. Uh, I think I might have played more Warframe than you in the definitely, last couple of days. Definitely, like... <laughs> definitely. Well, mostly because all my effort has been going into, um, Pillars of Eternity, um, so, for those of you who don't know me personally, or haven't gotten the idea, I'm a bit of a munchkin. Um, <laughs> and and it's, you know, as time has gone on, I've attempted to temper that influence when I'm around people. But when I'm in a CRPG, there's no reason for me to be nice to the GM, because the GM <laughs> doesn't know me personally. And also, like, can't react to the horrible cheese that I'm doing to it. So, you know... Yeah. Been feeding that monster. Been feeding that monster. The the stat system in Pillars is maddeningly subtle. <laughs> it's yeah. Perhaps it's designed to deal with people like you? No, it's it's not, because you can okay. you can do things that are horrible to that game. <laughs> but it's just like it's not intuitive the way that like other RPG systems have been to me in a way okay. that's really like Really, really grabs me. Okay. It's really engaging. Yeah. So. so what you're telling me is that maybe you're not quite ready to do a solo Path of the Damned run. Oh, I am 100% not ready to do that. <laughs> although, although I found out the Druids are way broken. Um, well, they're not broken, but like they're way good. Yeah. Uh, like a level one Druid on hard is just like what, whatever, whatever. Just like eat everything, turn into a cat and eat everybody. It's great. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, Seems like a cool way to live. Turn into a cat and eat everybody. Yeah. I'm well, into that. Well, so you, you turn into a cat and you have about 30 seconds to eat everybody. But it's usually enough time. I was about to say, so, that, like, you're a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. So, and then, you know, swarms of bees everywhere. That's cool, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't and fight then, him. Bees and cats show up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, cats don't eat a lot. What cats are you talking about? <laughs> you ever seen a cat eat? Yo, but if a cat needs to kill five things in a room, it can do it. I think he meant eat more in the colloquial, like, render you into, like, spare meat. Okay. To be fair, yeah. I didn't start with eat. I just worked with it. You said eat. Okay. Maybe that's what I meant, and that's why I knew. Yeah, no, it's cool. Anyway, uh, I also played Dwarf Fortress, which was an adventure in hotkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning them. Man, that's going on the episode title list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adventure in hotkeys. But, um, yeah, I made a little fort, and goblins came, and then the goblins just left? <laughs> well, like, if they can't get in your fort for long enough, like, they'll leave. Because they, I believe they bring finite supplies. We got shit to do. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, you, like, I, I paused the game because I got, I was playing after you had left that mm -hmm. night because we were usually like hanging out on Discord when I was playing and um, the goblin invasion came and I was like I have literally no idea how to deal with this and I'm not going to sift through the menus and try and figure out how to lock this door <laughs> um, and then we locked the door the other thing was I wasn't sure that locking the door would be like a fix-all right? and also most of my dwarves were outside chopping wood at the time and I didn't know how to make them stop doing that 
Um, so you, you told me how to like make them go hang out in the big hall full of um, mastercrafted objects, chairs, and gravestones that I have downstairs. Um, and I made them do that. Seems like a party room. It's a good room. <laughs> um, and it uh, was a slowly getting smaller room. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want ghosts. Um, so, yeah, and then the goblins, like, almost immediately after I did those two things, locked the door and put all the doors away, were just like, okay, bye. Like, they didn't even stick around for, like, a week. Wow. Yeah. I've never had a goblin invasion bounce out that quick. Yeah, it was just, like, like basically, as soon as I had finished doing those actions and was just mm-hmm. kind of, like, sitting there making them do, like, other stuff, as soon as I went and checked the second time, they were already gone. Those boys were on a schedule. They were on a schedule. But to, to be fair, like, seven goblins showed up. Oh, okay. So it was like, it was like, goblin invasion, and I looked over and it was like Wait, seven did, goblins. did it say them. curse them, curse them an ambush or something like that? No. Did it actually say siege at the top? It said of, siege okay. at the top. Remember, oh, okay. you asked me that question at the oh, time. okay, yeah, yeah. Because, like, like, goblins all of a sudden, like, attack parties first, and then, and before they, like, officially call it a siege, but no. a siege... The numbers they bring is is dependent on how many goblins live in their little goblin hideout. But yeah, they they brought seven goblins, and then uh, and then I hit two years, and then I started playing pillars. So that was kind of all right. That was kind of it. That, okay. was, that was what we we had agreed upon two years. I think I may try to go back to it at some point, but the whole like you make your own goals, like construction, build a block mm-hmm. games. They've never grabbed. It me. can be too open for, for me. whatever yeah, reason. Like I don't I know need why. Some direction. Yeah, I, I need like I need some context with which to create my own long term goals, and that's why like the paradox games really appeal to me, mm-hmm. right? Because there's like the context of like world history of like I could do this really weird thing that never actually happened in world history because oh, that's funny, right? You know, and that's like that becomes the goal, right? Yeah. Like turning all of Africa into the papal states, right? Or or that that time you captured. Pope as the Muslims. Yeah, that was or, great too. Like, yeah, the yeah. time I converted the province of Rome to Sunni Islam. That was great. <laughs> um, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but there's a framework there. That yeah, there's, 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 there's like a framework that, well, I don't think that Dwarf Fortress lacks that framework. I just think that it doesn't have like tooth holds that I want to bite onto. Okay. Right? See, for me, the, the, the major driving force is like, before I can get into any like crazy like mega goals for myself... I always want my fortress to be in a position where it can def- reasonably defend itself against, like whatever the the, the, the checklist of things that can show up at my door, and can sustain itself. And I almost never reach the point where I can defend <laughs> against all the things and sustain myself in all the ways that I want to. Mm-hmm. So I never, I, I never run out of shit to do. So it's it's like a, you never go okay, time to do something big and dumb. For you, like, it's like so I. I, I used to play League of Legends to my great shame, um, and I still I still keep up with a few of the personalities from the era that when I did play League of Legends. And Cutie Pie was talking about this about how like for him in League of Legends it's not about like winning anymore; it's about solving the puzzle of how to win. Okay, right? So like you have this ideal state that your fort can be to, mm-hmm. right? And then you have all these moving pieces that you need to fit into getting to that ideal state, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Like well, and, and and also, like, dealing with the random nonsense that comes up that, sure. that's, like, obstacles. Sure, so, so, like, I don't have that ideal state, I guess, in my head. You don't have you a know? platonic dwarf fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> that's, that's, like, a thing that I'm, like, missing. So, anyway, before we get too deep on dwarf fortress, Keenan should talk about the video games he played yeah. since last time. Um, so first thing, I jumped in, like... I'm playing a game one night, and I see Owen boot up Star Trek Timelines on Steam. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot. I, yeah. Oh, shit. That's, what, that's a that thing? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah so I, I found out the phone game I play is on Steam, and I can log into the same account from my phone mm-hmm. on it. And because Dwarf Fortress ain't a Steam game, I can have Star Trek Timelines open <sighs> and Dwarf Fortress open. And anytime I set, like, a ton of tasks for my fort to do, and there's nothing for me, the player, to input, I just alt-tab over to Timelines and spend my chronotons <laughs> and, and send out my shuttle missions. I love that they're fucking chronotons. It's so, so dumb. my girlfriend and I will, will refer to them as crons <laughs> for short when her and I talk back and forth. But I've noticed that they also sometimes in the marketing material on the purchase page will say, like... 
one million crons for twenty four dollars or something <laughs> like that. It's just like, yeah, you guys get yeah, it. That's best value right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I've been I've been getting all kinds of best value propositions oh, out sure. of a phone game on yeah. my computer. Yeah, on a computer with uh, huge buttons. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, I remember. I, okay, so so like two nights ago, I had forgotten that Keenan had installed this phone game on his computer. I don't know that I, I've installed it. It keeps downloading stuff. Whatever. Anyway, I'm going to the bathroom, and when I go to the bathroom, I briefly can glimpse into Keenan's room and see what he's doing on his computer, and I see the lowest poly, like, Star Trek ship I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, what the fuck game is he playing? And then I see one of those, like, sprites that they have for the people, and I was like, oh, it's the phone game. Okay. Were you doing an arena battle or something? Uh, I think it was one of the battles in one of the mission tracks. Oh, sure, sure. I haven't gotten to arena yet. Okay. Um, Let me know when you get to level 20, because then we can get you in our fleet. Okay. But, like, we'll have to coordinate that because our fleet is full. Okay. So we have to wait for, like, one of those rare moments where, like, a dude gets kicked out, and then I'll, like, text you, like, Keenan, join the fleet okay. now. All right. Well, as I remain jobless, that should be easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing that, and it's real dumb. Who's, who's your best Star Trek man? Uh... Captain Jordy LaForge is still oh, nice. strong. Oh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's for the listeners at home. <laughs> that's Jordy from the alternate timeline in Voyager, where Voyager, everyone on it dies and is buried in ice. Yep. <laughs> and Jordy becomes the captain of the USS Challenger. Mm. The, episode, the episode's called Timeless. I think it's in season six. It's actually the one good episode of Voyager, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy comes along to save the show. It's also, it's also directed by him. That's, nice. that's why he's in it. Because like okay. Lavar Burton was on the set yeah. for that weekend. Yeah, yeah it's like it. why not put him in front of the camera? That's cool. Yeah, Lavar Burton's cool. Voyager sucks. That dude's um, got real good stats. Let's move on. Send, send corrections to your own asshole because Voyager <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been running through Star Trek. Me and my girlfriend were, re- we're watching DS9. She's like, I want to go watch Voyager. That's the one I remember. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> we don't want to do that. We'll do this, and then you can do that. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that, and then I, uh, it's probably like two weeks ago now, I accidentally fell into watching the Rainbow Six Invitational, because they do that every year. Proceed. Oh, is there a competitive? Yeah, there's like a weird So scene. much competitive. Really? Like, it's so, so, so much competitive. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game's like got a really big competitive scene. That game oh. has grown instead of shrunk. Since it came out, well, yeah, so, I, I know their their sales are doing well. Yeah, so so yeah, they have a pretty solid competitive scene. Uh, the finals ended up being two NA teams, which is really refreshing. Watching esports, what? But there's no Koreans, so that's probably why. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the reason there's no Koreans in the top ten is because Koreans don't play this. game. Yeah, it's a very NA Europe game. There okay. were Brazilian groups, but um, so it's just like Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah, it's the same sort of spread. Um, that game gets really interesting. In pro play, like, they do really cool things that are actually achievable. Okay. Yeah. Like, as a player. Yeah, I remember, like, t- the, the the video you had me watch about, like, the character in the game, Buck. Yeah. Whose thing is that he has an underslug shotgun. And, like, for me, I'm like, uh, it takes too much time to switch. Like, what use is that in a firefight? And they're actually talking about, like, oh, no, it's useful for, like, these things. Like, blowing holes in floors and shooting through them. Yeah. You know? Buck... Buck gets in your building and demolishes the inside no, no, of it no, no, to no. kill That's you. not the thing you say. You say Buck likes to fuck. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Him named Buck. Easier him, to fuck. Yeah. Um, so, him named Buck. Yeah. Him named Buck. <laughs> him <laughs> like Buck. <laughs> Quinn and I were bet. We're, it was 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this like the Rainbow Siege equivalent of giving lumps and taking yeah, lumps? Pretty much, yeah. It's the exact same it's thing. It's exactly the same thing. <laughs> So yeah, that game's weird. Um, someone once described it recently. I was watching a, a like you know how to play video, and someone was like, "Hey, do you like Overwatch and Counter Strike? Because you're playing both of them at once. Because it's literally like characters wait, wait, with superpowers. You can fly and shoot missiles. Mm, no, the superpowers char- are a little tamer than that. Yeah, but okay. like, but like that's the idea, right? Like you're, you're playing superpower characters in a Counter Strike type environment. Sure, sure, sure. Is the whole okay, thing. cool. And yes, the Egyptian lady, Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of that and enjoying it and, like, doing okay, and that's fun. And, oh, the reason I left that game, like, a year ago was because everyone was an asshole Nazi 14-year-old in that game. Yeah, that that tends to happen in first-person shooters. Ever since they allowed a report toxic behavior button, there's way fewer of those people in my games. That's good. That's that's cool. Um, I've 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 been meeting decent people and communicating and playing games with them, and that is neat. Um, yeah. So that, and then I fell into Warframe again. So I've been doing that. Sure. 
Uh, Keith's been sending me messages at work about builds that yeah, I discovered like, like a year ago. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, man. And I'm, and I'm like, like yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's, I've been, those games are all big time sinks. Oh, and I played some Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Dwarf Fortress. Meow! Alright, so commence the talking about Dwarf Fortress. Dwarf Fortress. Kina, you, so, like, not to make the viewer keep hearing your voice, but, um, you said you had a story. I kind of, yeah. Well, should, so, we, should we preface this with a description of what Dwarf Fortress is? I suppose that's, that's probably in order. <laughs> sure. So, like, in case you didn't listen last week, and, like, somehow didn't play the game, I'm sure you all did. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case you've been under a rock forever, yeah, right. Like Dwarf Fortress is the biggest game. Yeah, uh, Tarn Adams started working on it like ten years it's ago. The yeah, it's been, it's been. The, it's been. I say Tarn and Zach Adams. It's been the the top seller on uh, Bay Twelve Bay, game, Bay 12 game <laughs> for for like ten years yeah. now. Yeah, it's killing the market. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's like a uh, um, they came it's like out. an old style roguelike type display. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all Unicode. Yeah, Unicode. Everyone always calls it ASCII Boom. characters. It's not ASCII characters. It's Unicode. You characters. heard me stop for a second. Yeah. That's why. Because you were about to say Dark Wave, and you stopped yourself. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and so, so it's all. It, Don't do that one again. The, the whole display is made out of like little letters and symbols and crap. You well, know, dwarves going. Oh no! Little ampersands and and <coughs> upper and lowercase letters in different colors. Cats are lowercase c's. That's right. What is a gray uppercase C, Keenan? Oh no. Um... Took too long. It's a giant crow. <laughs> it's a crow the size of a llama. Shit, I, I didn't. I didn't know this shit was real. I love the gigantism in that game. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so anyway, it's like a city management game. You dig out holes underground, and your dwarves move around, and you can't control them directly, but you can give orders. I mean, it's I feel that type of management I, game. I feel like saying like it's a city management game sells Dwarf Fortress short. Yeah, but like also, what the fuck else? Do you yeah, call I mean, it? like no, I, I get like that's what it's, I was getting at. Like it's fair to call it a city management game because what the fuck else is it? But at the same time, like cities. Skylines has fucking nothing on Dwarf Fortress, yeah. right? Like, yeah, no, like like Dwarf Fortress is the city management game to end city management games. Like, like, like was it the original thesis? Like, games have bad geology. I want to make good geology. Well, no, it's it's that. Uh, um, oh God, what was it? There's a. It, it's like Tarn Adams like making a joke about crappy fantasy writing. Mm. He, he says something along the lines of like, most fantasy novels sound like they were computer generated. Oh, so I'm going to make a computer-generated fantasy Well, novel. I'm going to make a, 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 a trash generator. Okay. A, a fantasy trash generator awesome. or something like that. That's awesome because that's totally one of the functions of world-building in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, it generates a trashy legendarium. Yeah, so... Really, like, there's a demon who's, like, the king of an elf nation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and takes the form of an elf and, like, lives in seclusion. Yeah. I, I love those screenshots from Adventure Mode, which is the other way you can play this game. You can yeah, play, you can it, play it as a, as a roguelike. Yeah, you can play it as a roguelike, like, literally. Which is the only way the creator plays it, right? Uh, that's what he said. He he said that in the past. I don't know if that's still the case. That's what he would say, like, four or five years ago when I followed Dwarf Fortress more closely. Okay. But I love, the, like, all the screenshots of them being, like, you know, you, you go up to the ruler of this land, and the ruler's like, what's your question? You're like, I'm trying to find this demon. And then the, it's like, this demon replies, well, you found him, and, like, cuts your arm off. <laughs> My favorite is, uh, I read a story about a, a dude who, um, he was, like, out exploring in adventure mode, and he finds this tower, and he goes up to the top of the tower, and there are seven goblins on top of it, and they're all sleeping. And he has an enormous hammer, and so he croquet whacks them each <laughs> off the tower, and they all, like, fall to their deaths, mm -hmm. right? And then he, like, saves and quits his game and opens up the Legend Viewer, and so you can just, like, read about yeah. all the myriad people in your generated world. And one of the things about goblins in Dwarf Fortress is um, they don't die of old age. They only right, die for the short time in combat. Yeah. Um, so oh, this, God. Well, so here's Why the thing. They own everything? Here's the thing, though, is that this was, like, a order of goblin monks, so they didn't <laughs> go off and start fights, so they never died or something <laughs> like that. And so, so he just storms their tower and fucks their shit yeah, up. So single-handedly, he, he destroyed a, like, thousand-year-old goblin monk brotherhood <laughs> in, in, like, one night. Because <laughs> the, the wonderful thing... That's good fantasy. The, the, wonderful, yeah. the wonderful thing about the thing that goblins never die unless you kill them is that... So, like, most goblins are just total shit. Yeah, they're total right? assholes. And, and and they're like aggressive and they're buttholes, but you can reach this like Goblins weird like the critical small frat boys of fantasy. You can reach this weird <laughs> critical mass of like weapon skill on goblins where they just like 
fuck everything up. <laughs> you get yeah, and, yeah, and so like the leaders of goblin tribes will typically be very, very old, <laughs> yeah. or at least this used to be the case. Maybe they changed it. I haven't looked in the world, but it, it was like, the case at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like this is the kind of thing that dwarf fortress generates. Like well, there's this whole thing where like, there was like I remember reading some patch notes where like he accidentally turned up the like the the amount of like armor piercing that moles teeth have too mm-hmm. much and so they were like they were doing a new hunting strategy where they were like shooting out of the ground into horses faces <laughs> and straight into their brains yeah. and killing them instantly yeah and then eating the horses yeah i was like moles aren't supposed to do that yeah no like there's all kinds of stories of that kind of thing yeah, happening. there's this kind of like weird procedural horse shit that's just fucking like wonderful like, to hear although honestly the amount of um nonsensically superpowered wildlife has gone down tremendously <laughs> over the years. Well, but most of those are accidents, right? Well, like, no, they, I mean, they, they're all unintentional, but, like... Like the whole scorpions and uh, archery targets thing? Yeah, well, they yeah, they just changed the prioritization on building destroyer. <laughs> or, like, the way carp would drown people. Carp yeah. used to be the deadliest creatures in the game. Because dwarves fish with their beards. <laughs> well, no. that That's an inferred detail. <laughs> you, you don't know that's true. I accept Dwarves it. fish yeah. without any equipment. <laughs> and therefore... <laughs> Probably fish with their what, what if they just snatch the fish out of the river like in Mulan? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't know they don't you do must that. Be swift <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm into that. Um, but the carp, they fight back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, the carp would pull dwarves into the water and drown them and stuff um, because of, like, I don't know, stuff. <laughs> so, tell me about your fortresses, boys. Well, I told you what happened in my fortress. We We did three things very well we made plump helmet wine. Uh-huh. And we made uh, lavish meals out of eggs and plump helmets. Do you want to know a funny thing about eggs? Mm. So Dwarf Fortress has like a, a very in-depth like materials system in it, mm-hmm. where um, when like objects are made out of a certain material, when other forces act on them, they behave in a certain way. Like if you build your walls of your fortress out of soap, which you mm. can do, yeah. Um, if that soap is exposed to certain temperatures. Um, like soap has like a melting point in Dwarf Fortress so like under the right circumstances the walls of your fortress can melt okay. if you make it out of soap okay. is, so, there, is there no way to like do the subtle strength of an egg so like eggs are a great building material or something no so here's the thing um, technically the material that eggs are made out of is the shell all of it <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so the, eggs, the eggs way the so, so like out. so when you cook a dwarven egg so it when you cook a dwarven egg into a meal, it still maintains the material properties of the oh, egg shell. Oh, okay. So they just like throw the whole egg in, and like maybe the takeaway is, is that the whole thing's made of shell. <laughs> <laughs> Here, eat a bunch of because, like, like the, chitin. Yeah, because like the material system, I guess, just isn't granular enough to. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's no way to like capture the subtlety of what an egg is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Huh. So my fortress was very boring. We we made food, and it was very good food, like very expensive food, because we made way too much food. Oh, sure. Because you were like, you only need this much farm and this much uh, chickens, and I was like, whatever. Um, and then we had way too many chickens. Oh, well, yeah, the chickens will just crap out eggs. like there's And, and we had way too many eggs, and then our farm was like about ten times bigger than you said it needed to be. Yeah. Um, so... Well, that's something you should actually avoid, because it'll, it'll stop your dwarves from doing other more important work if you have seeds laying around. I had a lot of dwarves. But yeah, that the whatever, um, yeah, and then like tons of migrants showed up because it was a really nice place to live, and then those goblins showed up that one time. Oh, we had a weird creature, but he immediately left. What kind of weird creature did you have? Uh, it was a weird elk. So it was a dude running around with like giant elk horns, and yeah. he that sounds ran, terrifying. He ran yeah. onto the screen. Some and Earl King shit. He ran onto the screen. Oh right, I remember this. Uh, that was the one fight I had where I had to make the militia. He ran onto the screen and he killed some dude chopping down a tree. He just like really fast too. He just ran up to him like Wah! and just like kicked his head off. Um, and then uh, <laughs> that's kind of how we creatures do though. Like, yeah, and then um, had antlers. <laughs> I had I had all seven of the original dwarves plus three other dudes go beat him up. Um, cause the militia screen wouldn't let me dwarf draft more things than that. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Uh, so they went up to him and the forge father, the, like the expedition leader got up to him first and got his head kicked off mm-hmm. to like instantly died. And then the other nine dwarves showed up in a big pack and like wrestled him to the ground and beat him up. So 
yeah. one of them Americans struck has been struck down. Yeah, so they killed him, and th- those are the two interesting then things that happened in my fort. I think I picked an embark that was like super calm, sure, um, and just was like, yeah, you got water, you got trees. There's no I mean, like, civilizations like anywhere well, near. Well, there's clearly a goblin civ. Yeah, like, but it was really small. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that when you're starting too, right? Yeah, oh, but it yeah. was like, but like, like I said, it didn't generate anything wacky, and yeah. nothing bad happened in my fort. Really, there was like. You know, four of the five or seven forge fathers. One of them was just dead, and then the other three were laid up with permanent injuries in the hospital, making it stank constantly. Yeah. Like that was their life now. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> well, if you were getting the asthma in the hospital, it means that something's dead there. Oh yes, yeah. so the, well, because one of the guys who fought the elk guy, he was the first guy who got there. He didn't die instantly, but he was gonna, yeah. and then he did. Sure. So they threw him Which away. Is better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. And living in yeah, nobody turned it, nobody turned into a werewolf. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, like we had to like block off that room, and then uh, Owen was like, "Hey, how long's it been?" And I told him the month, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you're cool. Those guys are fine." <laughs> so I got like really lucky with that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had a really bad run-in with some were-chameleons on my fortress. <laughs> oh, I don't want to fight those. They just come out of the wall. Yeah, and you, you remember you having all sorts of trouble trying to get your vampire to kill the were-chameleon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole, like, what we do in the shadows style comedy drama going we, we, on. We, like, like the, the So, essentially, I think we had we had figured out that the vampire was standing next to the were-chameleon well, here, when like, he was transformed and going, like, sleep. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Sleep and the wear community was just like, I don't, where's that coming from? <laughs> so, on my first fortress, um, a wear chameleon came and like showed up and like, killed a couple dudes. And I threw my pitiful military at it and he like butchered the military, but we killed him. Um, and so I had like a number of injured dwarves, um, and one of them had contracted lycanthropy and turned in and would turn into a wear chameleon on the full moon or whatever at the, at the end of every month. Um, and during this time, we also discovered that there's a vampire living in our fortress um, who would drain dwarves of blood. And after a lot of tedious investigation, we managed to isolate the vampire. I, I remember you were like, oh, we found a dead guy. Did the, did the were-comedians get out? No, no, that's not what happened. Because the were-comedians there. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, wait, I got a new migrant. He's got tons of social skills. You're a vampire! <laughs> and he, was, he was like 10 times as old as everybody else. He had a, like 144 kills to his name. Um, and, Signs your dwarfs of vampire. And he, he was like a masterful liar or something yeah. like that. Like I was looking at his skills like, holy shit, you were like the guiltiest fucking, <laughs> guiltiest looking vampire I've ever seen in my goddamn God, life. It wasn't me. I'm not a vampire. <laughs> so I drafted the vampire and the were-chameleon into a squad. Um, because that's the only way you can directly tell your dwarves to like, you need to go to this yeah, place. I need you now. Here now. I need you go to there. And so I sent them into a room, and then we sealed that room shut and disbanded the squad. Um, and so the were chameleon would get hungry and thirsty and become incredibly miserable. But then at the end of every month would transform into a were chameleon and, <laughs> and then transform fine. back, and then he would be fine and not hungry or thirsty anymore. <laughs> Which awesome, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, can't starve to death. And then vampires just don't become thirsty or hungry. So they just lived together in a featureless stone box for, like, a very long time. Yeah, like, it was most of your fortress's life. Um, but I found this to be incredibly vexing because the were-chameleon, when he transforms, is classified as, like, berserk. Like, it says that under his, like, thing on the unit screen. Um, and so I, would, I just assumed, like, oh, well, obviously he'll fight the vampire. He'll attack the vampire. <laughs> yeah, it'll just happen. Like, no, they just chill out. Just There's just buddies. a were-chameleon and a vampire in a box. The way you put it to me is that the chameleon seems to be staring at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they would just chill out. Um, and so finally, at one point, I was investigating um, moving the vampire into a different container, and I had drafted him into a squad to move him. And I had no other military at the time, and if you put someone in a squad when you have no military, it automatically makes them the captain of the guard. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and it was while I was... He's in the room yelling at the door, look at me, I'm the captain yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yes, I'm the captain! <laughs> so it was as I was doing this that the time of the month came for the were chameleon, and he transformed, and... 
Now that he's the captain of the guard, he knows it's his duty to fight the were-chameleon. He knows that it's the job of the captain and of the guard. he just fucking rips him in half, right? No, no, other way around. Yeah. Other way yeah, around. We, we, were, we were putting bets down, and after Owen explained to me exactly the physiognomy of a were-chameleon, I was like, 100%, were-chameleon, like, rips this dude's to pieces. Yeah, because, yeah. like, to be clear, this vampire was a very skilled fighter, with swords. But um, he didn't have a sword. Yeah, well, I didn't give that guy a fucking sword. <laughs> Are you um, kidding? <laughs> so the, the were chameleon just like fucking butchered him. It would have been great to like walk up to the door and throw a sword in. But do it. <laughs> no, fuck that guy. Um, yeah, so he, he, he killed the vampire, which was great. Um, because I kept having this problem where if you have a captain of the guard, your dwarves will if they've witnessed a crime, we'll go try and find the captain of the guard to report crimes. But he's like, hey, guess who's been doing the murders in this fortress? Mm-hmm. It's the vampire! <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, so you, like I had all you these... basically put him in the, uh, what's the, the Matt Damon uh, movie? What, the board... Interstellar. Cider House? No, no, the one with, uh, the one with, the uh... Born Identity. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Uh, where they're in Boston and they're cops. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. In- Infernal Affairs. Yeah, Infernal Good Affairs. Thank you. Good Will Hunting. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm sorry. The Departed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, basically that. Um, you make him find and so, himself. And so dwarves were like canceling jobs to go report crimes to him and shit. Like it was, it was frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then like later when I tried to transport the wear chameleon, he got out and like killed some people. Um, and like we put him down and then I thought I had identified who had been infected <laughs> and I like put them away. This sounds, this sounds familiar. This sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, um, and then like, I was like going about my dwarfy business and I started getting like these alerts that like jobs are being canceled and stuff. And I go and look and it's like, Oh, someone's been killed. I'm like, Oh, where's that? And I told it to zoom to it. And instead of like up on the surface where people like oh, normally no. encounter the Rickman it's like deep in the fortress. <laughs> oh, it's no. deep in the tunnels. It's like in the dormitory. And I look and there's just blood in the halls. <laughs> and there's actually like three wear chameleons now like running around yep. the fortress. And it's like, mm, mm. Yeah. So. Uh, you abandoned that part. No, right? I didn't. Okay. Uh, actually, oh, no. I was going to get to that. There's a, there's a funny feature in Dwarf Fortress now. Um, you can abandon a fortress. And that is like. Escape pods, everyone leaves, like, this fortress is done, you can never come back. There's also a, uh... Oh yeah, you can reclaim it now. There, well, no, that's um, that's not what I'm talking about either. Okay. You can, um, surrender custody of the fortress to, like, the game, basically. Mm. You can just say, this fortress is a part of this automated world now, and you may do with it as you see fit. So I left it in this, like, bloodbath situation <laughs> for, like, just the AI to govern out, because I didn't have the heart to watch just it. deal with it. Yeah. Can you check in on it? Uh, conceivably, yes. Not anymore. I've delete since deleted okay. that install. Okay, so yeah, what, t- tell tell me your lycanthrope stories. So yeah, so then we'll get there. Um, I I it's made like a few decisions. Up in here. I made a few yeah. decisions early on that helped me, <laughs> that I was proud of. But yeah. I, fuck, I sorry, I just want to say I fucking love that like Dwarf Fortress. It's fucking never werewolves. <laughs> oh yeah, never. I've literally never seen a werewolf, never. and it's never it's never like. Troglodytes. It's always like swallow men <laughs> with like snail oh, shell shields. Oh, and there, there like, are troglodytes. Like mushroom spears. Like I. Oh no. I. I'm, I'm more like definitely sure there's troglodytes. But it's always like fucking. That's weird not beast what people men, come you know? to you with stories of. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and and like the forgotten beasts are never like oh it was a chimera. It's like no nah, it was like a snail that shot dust. <laughs> yeah. And it had like bat wings and fly eyes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I wonder if they. That sounds like a demon from like fucking John Constantine. <laughs> I, I wonder if they if they fixed the Forgotten Beast um, perfect build. Oh, because like Forgotten Beast can like they can come in all these different shapes and yeah, forms and like materials yeah. and things like that. And it's like if you're a blob, if it's a blob body, it's immune to like half the damage types in the game. Okay, and if it's body is made of metal, it's immune to the, the other, other half, half of damage types. In so the a metal blob is immune to yeah, everything? it's just like this sphere, like this blob of steel comes oozing <laughs> along, and it's like, what do we do? <laughs> you, you leave. Like, you try and put it in a magma trap. You trap it in a room? Yeah. The forgotten beast gets the fort. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like I, you tried hard enough, you get the fort, we're leaving. Yeah. Bye. Okay, so, yes, we embark... 
and it's me and my seven dwarves, and we're we're chilling. And first thing I start noticing going bad, mm-hmm. there's some fucking monkeys. Oh, oh, monkeys are great though. Yo, they were taking my stuff. Oh yeah, they will do that. <laughs> they, will, they will do that. They, they were taking my stuff. Steal your shit. So I killed the monkey that took my stuff. Cool, cool. Most mm-hmm. monkeys stayed away for a while after that because I killed a fucking monkey in front of them. So then we built a wooden wall around everything. A little one, not very big, okay. like maybe ten by ten. Uh, did you know the monkeys can climb? They didn't climb my wall. Okay. It never happened. I was watching. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I built a wall with a door in it, and I was like, cool, this will work for now. Right? Like, if I need to, I'll do, I'll do more. Uh, so then, like, we dig in, and we, we build a farm on the first floor, and we dig a deep room, start building, like, you know, a dormitory and workshops, and yeah. whatever. And, like, six months in, I get an embark of 21 people. Uh, a migration? A migration of 21 people. I'm like, that's Ooh. a lot. The sliders have changed since I played this game. So, I'm like, okay, I know I'm gonna need more food. Like, I, you know, I go into, like, alright, how are we gonna deal with this? And, like, three more come in next quarter. And then, somewhere in the winter, a weremarmot shows up. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And so he, like, ends up murdering a couple people before I got everyone inside. Because I didn't know how to do that, but then I figured it out. Yeah. Um, and then I locked the door, and he's just, like, wandering around outside sniffing stuff, you know, doing his thing. And then he leaves, and I'm like, okay, we'll open the door, I guess, in the springtime. And so, like, we had a couple cycles of this. We're like, okay, all right. Well, I get another couple of, like, 20-person... Um, uh, Dark waves. Yes. I get, I get 20 more dwarves for, like, three quarters in a row. So now I have too many dwarves and not enough food. And mm-hmm. we're always making drinks and still are out of them. You know, like, I'm like, this is... I got two problems. I got a weremarmot and too many people. Let's match these together. Too many dwarves. Right. So I made a squad of like 20 dwarves and sent them outside the door. Sure. And was like, fight him. Sure, sure. <laughs> fight that bitch. They didn't have so, anything. So, so like, here's the funny thing about like werebeast math. Yeah. Is you, the, the equation you would imagine is 10 military dwarves plus one werebeast equals zero werebeast. <laughs> That's but, not how it but works. But actually, you can end up with 11 werebeasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere in between zero and 11 werebeasts yeah. with that equation. So, so he kills most of them, but he gathers a few friends. I think it was three or four. Wow. <laughs> so they leave, right? Yeah. They do whatever they leave. And I'm like, huh. All right, we're not letting them in. <laughs> like, sure. not doing that. So we keep going. And... I get a bunch more dwarves and have to sort of, like, let them in around these dudes, which I managed to do, which I was, like, proud of myself for systems mastery on that. And, and like, all the time, like, we're still on food, we're eating cats, like... Sure. <laughs> Damn. It's pretty desperate. You, you know how to harvest plants outside, right? Yeah, but I didn't want them outside with the werebees. Well, like, the werebees, like, show up not all the time. I, I wasn't trusting them, okay? <laughs> so, and if you killed the one that's visiting your fortress, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, you have your own now, yeah. but... <laughs> so, so, I'm, I'm managing this pretty well, and then I accidentally leave the door open. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And then he gets in. And you get, they all got in, all four of yeah, them. Because these are the ones that he owns now. Yeah. So, do, do you remember, do you remember that scene from King of the Hill where Dale goes into the vents, <laughs> and he, like, rolls around yeah. on the inside yeah, yeah. of the vents? Yeah. It's kind of what I'm imagining a weremarmot would do. <laughs> But, like, instead of ants, it's dwarves. In my mind, it was the scene from 30 Days of Night where they just, shot. they just track through the town while the vampires are killing everyone. It was that. In yeah. my head, like... Yeah, where, where bees, like, no matter what... Don't let the animal that they are, like, like morphing into, like, deceive you. All werebeasts are fucking yeah. dangerous Yeah, no, and I knew fuck. that. Like, I knew that, and I tried to deal yeah. with it. And I, I dealt with it through systems I had never played with before, sure. right? I'd never done the military stuff. I'd never, like... I dealt with way more of this game because of this. Yeah, so you know, what's, you know what's super annoying? Hmm. Where beast ghosts. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they die on your fortress, it's your responsibility to give them <laughs> to a gravestone. And I'm like, look, Dick, you came here. <laughs> like, fuck you. Go haunt your people. Like, somebody else make you a gravestone, you fucker. <laughs> so, so like, oh. And also, my were elk was like a child. So oh, it was like a up. child's ghost that would turn into a were-elk, and it's like, man, I don't need this. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Yeah, so my fort was also given to the game. 
oh, yeah. in such a way to be like, I don't want this anymore. Get um, it back to the world it came from. That happened yesterday. <laughs> so I'll probably jump back in because I actually enjoyed like working with more of that game than yeah. I had so, before. So I made a second fortress. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sort of thinking like, so the way it always happens when a werebeast shows up is like, they go murk like your dwarves that are like chopping wood or whatever, or or that your dwarves that like to be outside, mm-hmm. right? So I was thinking like, Weirdos. okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a big perimeter wall on the surface and... We never have to go outside it. We can chop trees from inside it. It's so big that we can just harvest lumber that way and, like, harvest plants and the other things that we do outside. And, like, it's going to be great. And so I went to this embark that has this enormous 10Z-level waterfall. Oh, man. And we built, like, a drawbridge going across it nice. and, like, the wall. And, like, it's, it's going great. And it's like, this is great. Why didn't I do this stuff before? Um and on one corner of the interior of the wall, I made, like, a little sub-wall to keep all my animals in. Because if I'm out on the surface, my animals can graze now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to butcher them immediately. I can shear them and mm-hmm. make cheese. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is great. Right. Here's all these things I was limiting myself from. Yeah. And so my fortress is going swimmingly. I have, like, 120 dwarves. It's going great. Um, I'm getting along great with the elves, weirdly enough. Even though fort's made of wood? Yeah, well, but it's, it's not made of that much wood. Um, <laughs> Come on, guy. Like, look, we got 120 people here. We only chopped down, like, 50 trees. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and we stopped doing that. Yeah. And so, like, they'd show up, and they, um, here's the thing that's cool about elves, um, like, a reason to not make them your enemies, is they are really good at taming animals that you don't get to tame. Mm, okay. Um, and then they come trade them with you? Yeah, and they'll, they'll, okay, they'll bring cool. them in cages and sell them to you. So I bought, um giant bears from them. And when I say, like, giant bears, I don't mean that, like, bears are big. I mean... The way that, like, a giant ant in 1950s science fiction uh-huh. is yeah. giant. So, yeah. wait, so, wait, how big are these bears? Um, I'm not sure. They're, I think they're about the size of an elephant. Oh, yeah. that's so Gigantism in this game cool. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, so, I had um, a giant grizzly bear and two giant black bears <laughs> in my grazing pasture. And they're, they're domesticated, right? So, like, it's, it's cool. They're not like, eating people. They're just chilling out. And I had a goblin invasion show up. <laughs> Um, and like, you know, whatever, like we retract the drawbridge and whatnot. And like my dwarves are just living out their life because we can still chop wood and harvest You're plants. Just giving them the finger over the yeah, wall. Yeah, doing this thing and like, hey, this is cool. And then I see that, um, all the animals in the animal pen have the panicked icon on them, or at oh, least no. a lot of them do. Oh no. And there's a goblin corpse in the pen. And I'm like, well, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> the goblins are outside the wall. And th- this is like. It took me a few hours of playing to discover that, like, climbing is, like, a skill that all people in the game can train, and that when a goblin invasion comes, some of those goblins may have trained their climbing skill. Okay. Probably not all of them. Um, The goblin invasion wasn't really able to, like, get in my fortress, but, like, three goblins were. Um, The goblin ninja attack team. Yeah, and so one of them climbed into the giant bear pen and got, like, fucking ripped a new one, which was awesome. (laughs) Um, like, none of the animals in the pen had sustained wounds. Um, the bears just laid them out. I, I gotta say, I love goblins. Yeah. Like, well, they're great. Just as a concept, it's like... I'm, I've always been very disdainful of zombies, but, like, goblins, they have, like, lives, but they're very petty lives. Oh, yeah. Right? And, like, when you kill them, you take that away from them, so it has this more value in, like, doing that, right? Oh, in Dwarf Fortress, if goblins... Goblins are the best value trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in yeah. Dwarf Fortress, if goblins abduct your children, they'll take them back to their own place. And if your fortress... Like, if you play the game long enough, they will raise your child as one of their own and bring them with them during the raids. War party. They will have a dwarf that thinks it's a goblin and speaks goblin and uses goblin uh, scourges, scourges and, like, goblin weapons and That's things rad. like that. Like, yeah. that's rad that that's built into their social engine. In but also, game. you have to, like, play Dwarf Fortress for, like, 20 years in-game. Right, right, because the dwarf has to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bad but, news, bud. You're not living forever. <laughs> anyway, so I was pretty over-optimistic with how effective my military was, and I opened the gates at one point and tried to fight the goblins. Oh, I didn't go well. Yeah, that fortress had some problems. And then, like, another goblin seed showed up where, like, more of the goblins knew how to climb over walls. <laughs> um... And so, like, that fortress then also became abandoned, and I, I had to do some researching on the Dwarf Fortress wiki on how to, how to build walls that can't be scaled. Um, there, there is some funny Dwarf Fortress physics regarding that. All right. All right, so, I mean, we've been talking about build, like, a wall Dwarf Fortress for a while. We've and this is the, the story. But this is the kind of thing that Dwarf Fortress does right, 
right? Yeah. It does, like, better than any other game I've ever played, including, like, CK2 or any of those other Paradox, like, character-focused games that, like, generate these crazy-ass stories. Dwarf Fortress does it better than any other game, right? So we've been talking about for a while, like, what Dwarf Fortress does right. Hey, what's what's not so great about Dwarf Fortress? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um, it's actually a perfect game. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really impenetrable um, oh, yeah. at first. Um, and, like... I was sort of getting it. It's a bit like riding a bike. I was like sitting back down and like remembering muscle memory, like key combinations. Like you were talking about, like I don't even know the buttons to do stuff. I just do a thing with my hand. Yeah, I, I don't know what the menus are. Yeah. I, I just like I. It, there's an internal logic to like all of the interface that once you start to understand, once you speak Dwarf Fortress, but, but, yeah. but like learning that language is difficult. Yeah, yeah. I found myself like remembering the things I used to know how to do, and then I had to go scour the menus. But that would yeah. be that would be the one negative thing I would say. I don't actually mind the Unicode like thing anymore. Yeah, that it's bothered, that sure. bothered me at first, but like once I've learned how to look at it. The the, the way I always like. Whenever people are like, oh, I don't want to play Dwarf Fortress because, like, it looks bad. Or, like, I need to get one of those mods to make it look good. And it's like, to me, it always sounds like that fucking kid in high school is like, I don't want to drink the beer. It tastes so bitter. And it's just like, oh, come on. Drink, like, ten beers and, like, fucking get over yourself. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, so, so for me, it was, like... When I, when I didn't like the graphics in Dwarf Fortress, it wasn't that they didn't look good. It wasn't like an aesthetic thing. It was like simply, it was just impenetrable. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, just, just impenetrable. It's visually impenetrable yeah. at first. Yeah, it was like, I, was, I was always looking at it and I was like, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Right? But it, as playing it more, I have a, it's more it's more good. But, um, so, do we want to talk about Tarn at all? Does anyone want to say anything about Tarn? He's charming. Tarn, yeah, Tarn's a cool dude. I, I uh, He was at a panel at PAX last year. Um, talking about Dwarf Fortress and Patreon, because um, that's how he supports himself, okay. uh, largely. Um, and he, they did, like, a question section, and I just, like, asked him, because, like, he's been working on this forever. Like, it's hard to work on one game for ten years. Yeah, it's hard to work on anything for ten years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, I like at the question part, like, I asked him, like, hey, so, um, like, how long are you going to do this? Because, like, I want him to do this for the rest of his life. Because <laughs> I love the fact that Dwarf Fortress gets better and more interesting and complex every time I download it. Yeah. But, like, I also know that, like, Tarn Adams doesn't fucking owe me anything. Yeah. You know, like, I... Yeah. And he, he basically said, like, he, he likened himself to the Blues Brothers. <laughs> that they are on a mission from God and they're just going to do it until they can't. Okay. My, my understanding of this after you told me is that Tarn is in a strange mood, right? Yeah. Like, Tarn is the dwarf in his workshop building this thing. Yeah. Like, that structure in that in the game, every once in a while, a dwarf who crafts things will go into a strange mood, and he basically locks himself in the workshop and demands people bring him shit because he's going to make some dope-ass stuff. So, so uh, the version numbers for Dwarf Fortress supposedly represent what percentage of all fantasy world things he wants to have simulated are present in the game. So, like, right now we're in the mid-40s. Okay. So, like, in Tarn's words, he is the game will simulate about 45% of all reality that he wants to be <laughs> represented in Dwarf Fortress. That's cool. Um, so, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Shit. Uh, Final thoughts on Dwarf Fortress? You should play it. It's good. So, oh, right. And it's I, I remember. I remember what I, I remembered what I was going to say. Yeah, the entry price is super good. But um, I was going to say. So I was having a conversation. I work with kids right now. I work with middle school aged mm -hmm. kids. And one of them was. They showed me a picture and they're like, "Look, it's a bunch of like mythical creatures." And it was like a wizard and a leprechaun and a unicorn and like one other thing that was magical. And I was like, "That's not a mythical creature." Pointing at the wizard, and she's like. No, wizards aren't real. And I'm like, no, wizards are absolutely real. Yeah, they live in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no, that's not what I was talking about. That's not what I was talking about. And she was, she was like, no, but they, like, sure, there's wizards, but they don't do, like, spells, like, magic spells. And I was like, sure they do. They do magic spells all the time. I, I honestly think that Dwarf Fortress is, like, fucking magic. Right? Yeah. Like, like, no, I mean, like, it's not like miraculous things are happening or, like, like, act like magic is happening. Yeah. Right? But, like, but, like, things that you could consider to be magical, like... Yeah, like, I don't understand how a human mind just was like, yeah. and then this came out, right? Like, it's ridiculous. That's yeah, magic. It's insane. That's fucking magic. It, like, it, 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 it simulates, like, 
the, the level of simulation going on is crazy, like, especially in, like, the world generation, where, like, before it even puts people on your world, it'll do, like, hundreds or thousands of years well, of so geology. It does history. a bunch of geology first. Yeah. yeah. And then it does 200 years of a civilization. Yeah, group. yeah. Well, it it does, there, like, there, that was the first thing you said to me when we sat down and started playing. It's like, oh, Matt, your geology, uh, like, words are going to go through the roof. You're going to know so oh, yeah. many geology words after this. Yeah, like, I remember when my, my parents lived in Washington, D.C. for a while. I, I, I delighted in seeing the minerals at the Smithsonian uh-huh. that I recognized from Dwarf Fortress. Microcline looks very pretty in person. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a good looking Yo, stone. that museum's dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, uh, Dwarf Fortress is good you should play it uh, you should play it I think in a book club format so like you should get other people to play it with you it's good to share because I think I think it's it's very much like not playing it but learning it is very much its own like language and if you don't have anyone to speak that language with you're gonna bounce off yeah I mean we had we had multiple nights where we were all playing it in discord together I think it I think it takes a force of will or a powerful force of attraction to learn to play this game in a vacuum by yourself yeah yeah so like like playing it with a group of people where you're all gonna like get together periodically and talk about it would be or talk about it on a discord yeah that's gonna be like parallel play with this game is I think the way to go also use the wiki the dwarf fortress wiki is incredibly good it's fucking good it's incredibly helpful and very concise and it's also very funny um they a lot of wikis are very stiff and don't have a sense of humor um and no it's no dwarf wiki's good yeah in that in that variety there's, there's a All lot right. of dumb it's crap time it's time for the not real game awards for dwarf fortress yeah right. um boys how many todd howards out of five none zero zero todd howards the, out of five is the antithesis i 100 i know i've said that before but yeah, like no but like i 100 percent agree did with you it. hear the disgust multiple, with me multiple, saying none multiple things can exist in that sort of limbo zone that is anti-todd howard that's yeah. fine uh how many brandon chugs Ooh, Ooh. Um, i like one one or two? I'd give it two. Two? Yeah. All right. I'm cool Cause, with that. Because that, that guy does, like, systems-y stuff sometimes. He, he's part of the cult of Far like Cry there's, 2. There's, there's, there's something in there, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. That's a real thing. That's yeah. a hell of an order. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a real thing. Like, I'm not trying that? to dunk on people who like Far Cry 2. Like, I respect it. But, like, there is, like, a certain... There's a system's yeah. worship there's that the, goes there's on the, there. There's the, there's the, I'm going to delete my save if I die type dudes. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, those dudes. Yeah, uh, Nina Freeman's. How many Nina Freeman's? Mm. We already threw a couple on the bonfire, right? But like, to me, because it generates personal, emotional stories. I mean, Owen cusses at this game regularly. I don't know, at least one. I don't think it gets Nina Freeman's. I think it gets Jake Solomon's. Yeah, I I I'd agree with so that. Sam, I have to add that to the no, list. No, no, it's now. just a substitute this time around. No, 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 no it's too late. <laughs> okay. but you said it; it's right. happening. Wait, right. wait, should the awards be limited only to devs of games we have played for? <laughs> well, I guess we. Well, no, that's all. That's already tarnished. Yeah, I that's suppose. already way gone. Um, so how? So no, Nina Freeman's zero. Nina Freeman's zero. Nina, Nina Freeman's. All right. So uh, how many Simon Vicklins? Uh, Zero. At least one, though, because it's Armok, God of Blood. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but the music in Dwarf Fortress is like the most non-Simon Victor. All I'm saying is at least one. Dwarf Fortress has the most delightful looped guitar music. Yeah, it's wonderful, but the but the spirit of the game can get in that visceral, like, 14-year-old okay, that hop-topic, like, fucking... Right, okay, whatever, no, whatever you can have one. No, no, no. <laughs> the game itself, the way it describes things itself, yeah, is menaces that. with spikes of Simon. Is Vicklin. that <laughs> like, yeah, like all Simon Vicklin's ship is of the lowest quality. <laughs> uh, all right, how many Sawyers? How many J. Sawyers? Um, I don't know, one or zero. I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, nothing about this game jumps out to me as very J. Sawyer. Th- okay, this is a this is a tough question. How many Jeff Bezoses? <laughs> Get him off of that. That doesn't go there. It, it does go there. No. What did we ever give a Jeff Bezos to? I gave a Jeff Bezos to something. To what? I don't remember. It's in there. Uh, none. <laughs> Alright. Are we to Jake Solomon's yet? No, no. Turn, turn Adams. How many Tarn Adams? Five. Five. <laughs> well... Can it be how many Tarn and Zach Adams? <laughs> it's Tarn Adams. That's what it says. Five. Five. <laughs> how many Jake Solomons? Two. Two? Okay. okay. I'm fine with because that. Because it, it, it does the thing that XCOM does where I'm like, I'm just going to play this game. Oh, emotional investment. Oh, tragedy. <laughs> also, like, suddenly it's 5 a.m. Yep, yep. That's yeah. who. Yep. Like, 
Dwarf Fortress got me to start staying up till like one and two in the morning again on work nights. All right, so I'll, I'll tell you what, Owen. I'll only mention the Jeff Bezos Award on games we hate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll do you a solid. We haven't really had a game. No, we, we hate haven't. We haven't had a, a game we hate for quite some time. But and that episode's lost the time. <laughs> well, not all of them. There have been multiple games we hate. Yeah. Flashback. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. I, I liked Lisa. No, no, I'm, I'm deciding that we've all hated it. <laughs> I liked Lisa a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about, very briefly, I, uh, Pillars is an amazing game. I'm having a really good time. Oh, yeah. still, it it still annoys me that combat doesn't end until all the bars fill up. <laughs> like, like, you have to wait for everybody's fucking refractory period. And then, sure. and then combat will end, and it's like, come on, I want to loot this shit and move on! Anyway, that does sound annoying. ruins the game loop for me. Speaking of annoying Not game ruined, loop things, this was the pain for you people at home. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege lately. Mm -hmm. I heard, and there is a term that you may have heard in first-person shooting. <laughs> yeah, he's lit. Called no, not that. Called drop shotting. So Rainbow Six Siege allows one to so crouch. You, so you say drop shot, and I I immediately think of the power up for Metal Slug that makes your bullet drop pass. shot. Yeah, no. drop <laughs> shot. Uh, no, so you can you it can like poop in your pants. Or something. You can crouch like that, yeah. and you can lay prone in Rainbow Six Siege. Well, one thing people like to do is turn a corner, go, oh shit, there's a guy there when they have inhuman reflexes, and they lay down and shoot at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what happens is their hitbox collapses to the floor. Meanwhile, they're shooting up and down yours on the way down. Sure. So you get fucking murdered, and you're, the game does this thing where when you get killed, it zooms in on the person who killed you from where they were to tell so you. So it zooms in on the crotch. It zooms in on them like contorting in a way that makes this entire experience even more frustrating. Because presumably oh, their hitbox follows their limbs, which go into their torso very often. Yeah, this is part of that, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen that Twitter account, Super Mario Broth? Yes, it's like that. The Super Mario Broth will often highlight um, weird ways in which character models deform in Nintendo games uh -huh. when performing specific animations. Yeah, yeah so... So not only is one a shitty thing to do from a competitive angle, right? Because mm -hmm. like you're doing, you're utilizing this bad system in the game mm -hmm. against people, but also it's incredibly infuriating the way it graphically shows you this yeah. right after it happened. To you. So it's it's like they cheated, they win. Yeah, so you're like, yeah. fuck you, <laughs> yeah. fuck you, game. Exactly. God. So they're working on patching it out. Like it's gonna. It's gonna go away soon. It's the salt in your cut. But when you run into it, and like not everyone does it. And everyone agrees in the community that people who drop shot are pieces of shit. Like, it's a thing. Sure. <laughs> but you run into it. And it's awful. <laughs> okay. So what's the, is, like, how visceral is, is the reaction? Like, do we TK this dude and spawn next round? Or, like, what, uh, what do we do? No, because, like, people who, people who drop shot are usually defenders who roam away from their team. So no one on their team sees it. No, but you, like, tell them. You could, but, yeah. like, it's just a shitty thing people right, do. Cool. Like. So there's other there's other battles to have. In it's, that not, game. it's not it's like, not to that level. All right. No, and like it doesn't work all the time, but it's just like man, don't don't be that guy. I like it's like the fucking chicken dance people people do in PUBG where they're like yeah, and they're like leaning all over the place. Yeah. And you're like they're like a little amphetamine monkey. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you, you really think this is gonna help? All right, man, sure, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like. You're having a good game, it's nice and fun, everyone's having a good time, drop shot. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like, no good. Alright. So, I forgot whether or not we had unrealized dreams that we needed to talk about. Do we? Uh, I'd like to be employed again. Okay, that's not really... <laughs> I want them to make a game that is a fusion of a traditional Pokemon game and Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. They already did that. No, nah, but that one sucked. Okay, I want a good one. <laughs> like a good okay. So it's like no, Wait, do it better. Which one sucks? Well, it's, it's called like Pokemon Nobunaga's Revenge or something like that. <laughs> Basically, they bolted Pokemon on a previously existing tactics franchise. Oh, okay. And what I would rather have them do is make like a top to bottom like normal Pokemon game where you go throughout the world and go I thought to gyms. They, I thought they did that. Mm -hmm. All right, whatever. Yeah, but like Pokemon, but without the fucking terrible he said Pokemon Nobunaga's battles. Nobunaga's Revenge, and Nobunaga to me is the boss in the first level of Tenchu, so it became Ninja Pokemon. Well, he's like an ancient Japanese general. Yeah, I know, like he's actually a dude, and he's there's the a lot of He's the dude who made there. the nation of Japan. Yeah. Like, no, I get he's it. He's their founding father. He's but my their brain Thomas Jefferson. goes back to playing Tenchu when I was 12. 
every time. All right, so Keenan gets a chicken hat. Yep, because uh, as much as my fort was both fun in the regular sense and fun in the Dwarf's Fortress, capital F failure is fun mm-hmm. sense, I didn't make it two years. <laughs> so Two years was the goal that Owen set for us. I don't know if we ever said that on air. But yeah, I think yeah. we did a couple yeah. Yeah. Whatever, we'll just say it again. But um, anyway, Owen, where did they find us? Uh, if you want to contact us, you can send us an email at bladplaypestyle at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you want to get at us on Twitter, twi- Keenan, what's her? What her at what? Bad Playstyle. At ba- Bad Playstyle. Yeah, that's our, that's us. That's our Twitsies. That's our Twitters. Twitsies. Yeah. Um, mm. What are we playing next week, Matt? We are. Pl- hold on. Before I say that, I just want to say one thing. The other day, um, there was a can of olives in my kitchen, and somebody put it down on a note that already said poop on it. Completely accidentally. Completely accidentally. And that's how I feel about olives. Olives are poop. Sure. Like before you put them in your mouth, not after. Um, and, and we're playing into the breach. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. See, see you in the breach. Wait, what is into breach? Eh, they'll find out. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell them. Uh, Into the Breach is the FTL fellas' next game. It's a a mech kaiju fighting game where the the kaiju animals that are coming at your city tell you in what way they are going to destroy your city if you let them, and then you have to react to that every turn. Way into everything you just said. So, like, they telegraph all their moves every turn, and you have to, like, puzzle these, react to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... And there's, like, no hit percentages, right? Yeah, it's just, like, everything just does. Yeah. Right? It's super, like, I love everything about the design. I love everything about well, the aesthetic. Well, like, FTL was fucking Yeah, great, it's got the so FTL, like, pixel that. graphics. It's fucking wonderful. Um, and I'm really into it, and it's 15 bucks, and you should play it, too, and talk about it next time on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you should you should send um, us emails about how olives are actually good, and in the breach, like, what we'll you read them about. aloud. I'll, I'll read them. Yeah, to if Matt. you send us an email, Owen has said he will read it aloud. He has to read it aloud to us. So anyway, see you. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye, friend. my good friend Benjamin Busey. You can find his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash basicbenji206.